Hannah Staver, and this is Ohio Politics Explained, a podcast where you give us 15 minutes and we give you all the news you need to sound smart and impress your friends when you go out this weekend. Welcome back to another episode of Ohio Politics Explained, the off to the 2024 races edition. This week, we're explaining when Ohio might approve cannabis for people with autism, how an ongoing rift in the House GOP might get in the way of the Republican agenda, who already jumped into Ohio's 2024 U.S. Senate race, and how a group of state employees and subcontractors got arrested for unemployment fraud. Joining me today is State House Bureau Chief Anthony Shoemaker. Didn't we just get done with an election? Yeah, we did. It's time to start all over again. Yeah, there is no end. We're just in a constant election cycle. Our first topic, though, is medical marijuana. Advocates have been trying for years to get autism on the list of Ohio's approved conditions for cannabis, and they're not giving up. So they submitted a bunch of petitions to the board that decides which conditions get approved and which ones don't. And in the meantime, Republicans and Democrats in the state house say they're going to try to add it into the law themselves again. Yeah, there's a lot of push to get the medical marijuana program running more smoothly because, you know, prices are high. It's really hard to add new conditions. Yeah, customers aren't happy with it. And there's some fear that, you know, if medical marijuana users aren't happy with it, does that help an effort to legalize recreational marijuana? Does that move people? Or does it move people back to the black market? Right. Or drive to other states, to Michigan. Yeah. And so we'll have to see. I've said before, and I'll say it again, I think marijuana is going to be a really big story this year, both in terms of overhauling the medical program and maybe even legalizing recreational. But it's something I just feel like we're going to be talking about a lot. Yeah, I think the the recreational uh, marijuana issue is kind of like casinos. It's kind of like, you know, Ohio voted it down several times. Other states around us passed it, but eventually it will pass it. Our second topic is the ongoing split in Ohio's House Republicans. Quick backstory in case you aren't following it. The Ohio GOP has 67 of the 99 seats in that chamber, a super, super majority. And they got together in November, unofficially picked a new speaker named Derek Marin. But cue the surprised faces when Jason Stevens won the speaker's gavel in January with 22 Republican votes and 32 Democrat votes. Well, that left 45 Republicans who were still on Team Marin, and apparently they still are. Yeah. And 45 is a lot, you know. And so, yeah, how, how are you going to, to govern this? You know, um, heard these cats and, you know, it's raising all kinds of issues about leadership roles, committees, rules, you know, all that agendas, kind of what will pass, what won't pass. Marin and his group say they want certain changes to how the House runs. They want certain like a certain percentage of committee chairmanships or appointments like they want to be treated as what they call the Republican majority caucus. And you know, this week I talked to Senate President Matt Huffman, who, you know, has to negotiate with the other chamber to pass legislation. That's how this works. And he's like, yeah, I don't know how that's going to shake out either. Right. So it's very up in the air. I think it's too soon to say, but if the mayor and 45 hold, like, they're going to have a lot of power. Yeah. I mean, that's almost half of the half of the membership. Well, you need 50 people yeah. to pass a vote. So they need five people to go with them. Yeah. But we'll see. Our third topic is 2024. Yep. We just got everyone sworn in from the 2022 elections, and we're already talking about 2024. U.S. Senator Sherrod Brown will be up that year, and Republicans think that might be the time they finally beat him. He's the only statewide Democrat left in Ohio, but he's proven really hard to beat. He is hard to beat, but, you know, a lot of times it's about the cycle. This is a presidential cycle. Bigger turnout for traditionally Democratic voters. Bigger turnout. You know, he ran in 2006 when he won, and he defeated um, Mike DeWine. It was a big Democrat. 
Democrat year. In 2012, President Obama was at the top of the ticket. And in 2018, he, even though it was a Republican year, he was running against Jim Renacci. So. And we, that was also an anti-Trump swing. We saw after the 2016 election, there was some pushback, which usually happens in a midterm. The party that wins the presidential election usually gets blowback in that midterm. So he's had a series of good years. Yeah. And Donald, Donald Trump won Ohio by eight points in the last presidential year. So, you know, if you look at that kind of turnout presidential year, the states become more Republican. There's some fear, I think, on the, that this could be Brown's toughest race. Yeah. And so enter state Senator Matt Dolan. He is the very first person to announce that he's running. Now, he tried last time to win the Republican nomination. He came in a very close third behind J.D. Vance and Josh Mandel. And he's going to try again. And although he's the first, I'm certain he won't be the last person to put his hat in the ring. Yeah. And he was moving up in the polls there toward the end. There are some people that wonder, you know, if he'd had a few more weeks, would he have could he have moved up? But, you know, Primary voters usually tend to be um, more conservative, and he's not a Trump candidate by any means. So No, but— Will the Trump factor factor in 2024? Yeah, so. I mean, Trump's endorsement of J.D. Vance really put him over the top in that like massive seven-way primary. Right. And I don't know if Trump will be able to clear the field again in 2024, if maybe we—it's also when we'll have presidential candidates. Like, would a Ron DeSantis endorsement be more valuable come 2024? I don't know. Yeah, and you know, the other thing that's out there that I will really be keeping an eye on is— marijuana and abortion. And if those issues don't make the ballot this year and they make the ballot in 2024, that changes the turnout in Ohio. Um, That changes. Yeah. And it could end up benefiting Sherrod Brown. Yeah. I mean, if you've got recreational marijuana on the ballot, a lot of young people who normally don't vote may be like, hey, wait a minute, I'm going to show up today. Our fourth and final topic is unemployment fraud. So back in the summer of 2021, state officials noticed something a little peculiar in their benefits system. There was a subcontractor accessing it at strange hours. And that sort of set up a red flag with the Department of Jobs and Family Services. And it eventually led to this fraud that they allege involved subcontractors and state employees and their friends and families. There were a lot of arrests made this week. And investigators say it cost the state of Ohio about $10 million. Yeah. And you know, that $10 million is a small chunk of the amount of money and unemployment fraud that the state has seen in recent years. I believe Laura Bischoff's article said over $400 million. Yeah. And this wasn't the other fraud that we've seen during COVID where the rules for applying were relaxed. And there was a bunch of people from like, even out of the country who were creating fake accounts and trying to get money. This is sort of a, the call is coming from inside the building kind of fraud. Yeah. Inside job. Yeah, it it was basically that they were letting their friends and family create these accounts and collect these benefits, and it totaled to about $10 million. And it's just one more sign that perhaps, like, we finally need to address the bigger overhaul of our unemployment system. I know that's something else. Like, we've been talking about in Ohio for, gosh, I think since, like, the 2008 recession. Yeah, time to get that done. (laughs) It is something that perhaps they will tackle in 2023, perhaps not. But one more thing before you go. The trial of former Speaker Larry Householder is about to start. And as I've been telling you for weeks now, we've got the best coverage in town. Laura and Jesse, who you've heard on this podcast many times, will be down in Cincinnati in the federal court, bringing you all the latest news, like who's testifying, what the reaction has been in the courtroom, experts to help analyze what we're hearing. And we'll also have stuff for you here on this podcast. And I don't know, I guess like I feel a little weird saying like, I think we're doing the best job, but I don't know. You are. 
you guys have done several podcasts specific to the trial, getting people ready for it. Yeah. And you can find all of those on our Ohio Politics Explained feed or on the websites of any of the newspapers in our network. It's going to be great. Trials expected to last over a month. Ohio Politics Explained is brought to you by the USA Today Network Ohio Bureau. You can find us on Twitter at Ohio Explained. And if you want to learn more about any of the topics we covered, check us out online at any of the newspapers in our network, like the Telegraph Forum in Bucyrus. Their website is bucyrustelegraphforum.com. That's B-U-C-Y-R-U-S, telegraphforum.com. <laughs>